Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am your host, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? <laughs> I am great. Uh, so, just to point out, every episode you always open it and say, "This is the best damn How I Met Your Mother, uh, How I Met Your Mother podcast ever," and that is now statistically proven. Damn right. 83% of all listeners say that we have the greatest How I Met Your Mother podcast there is. I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, speaking of people loving our podcast, uh, we have gotten some, uh, you know, review type things. Oh, we finally got some new reviews. Yeah, man. So I wanted to uh, take a moment. Man, you didn't even tell me about that off air. You're like, you're really blindsiding me with this one. I know. So we got a, a review on Apple uh, Podcasts here. Uh, five star from Summertime Three says, "Great conversations. Love the humor and trivia, behind the scenes info, and insight on stuff I didn't pick up on. Would love to see an all time top ten episode list as you go through the show." Ooh, I mean, that's possible. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Summertime. <laughs> When we finish doing the review from season one to season nine, we will give you a top ten of our favorite episodes. Absolutely. I think it's only fair to do it then. I mean, yeah, we do spoilers all the time. And if you're watching this and you haven't watched the show, then what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, But clearly, (laughs) most of our listeners have at least watched the show. They enjoy listening with us. I'm glad that you guys are enjoying the conversations and the banter. It lets us know that what we're doing is what we're going to continue to do. Absolutely. But that's not the only thing that we got, John. Oh, snap. We, we got a nice comment on a, a recent episode on the YouTube channel. And I oh, want to read that one as well. From uh, a, a viewer named Heather Bateman. Uh, says... I love hearing you two discuss this show, and I'm uh, digging following the purple while watching the show. Uh, she said, I'm not sure if this has been discussed on your various feeds, but did you know that purple's complement is yellow? Think of all the things that uh, you see that are yellow. Tracy's umbrella, the monstrosity, even the Vikings have both purple and yellow going. Uh, ooh, where'd it go? 
keep the convert or keep the episodes coming. You're doing a wonderful job. We have definitely talked a bit about yellow, um, not nearly as much as we do about the purple, but it has definitely been talked about. And thank you yeah, very, very much. Well, we definitely talked about the the purple yellow uh, and what they symbolize in the show. Yeah. Uh, and on the outside chance you guys missed it, I'll recap it really quick right here. Purple in the show usually, uh, usually signifies something bad about to happen or something that's not um, happy, I guess. Like, maybe there's a better way to say that. But usually good things come with the color yellow. Like, Tracy's the, the yellow represented in his life. Happiness, something that he can just strive for. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's it's there, yes. And they're complimentary. So, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, those are the, uh, you know, the various, uh, you know, little reviews that we have gotten over the last, uh, you know, week or so. And I uh, wanted to make sure that I shared Bad that. Ass. I did find out something, though, that uh, uh, kind of bothered me. I was under the impression that Spotify did reviews. Apparently, they only do ratings. Oh. They don't do reviews. I, I even, like, reached out to their customer service about it because I couldn't... F- figure out because we have like 12 ratings on spotify and are I'm they like, good I, ratings on spotify at least most of them i think there's one that's not because it's a 4.9 and it, and with with that many uh with only 12 that means one of them's kind of low oh man that sucks but you can't see i can't see it just tells me that number it doesn't show me them individually um and so yeah i don't know how to check any of that and i was told that apparently they don't do reviews uh on spotify i've been plugging you know doing on spotify this whole time not there so if you're on apple Podcasts, be sure to leave those reviews and as we just did we will read them out or or youtube because i mean clearly you guys Mm -hmm. can leave comments there uh remember that if you are trying (laughs) to find it on youtube you want to go to his merc with a movie blog movie page yep uh smash the Smash the subscribe button. So here's something I learned. (laughs) So if you're on your phone watching this on YouTube, go up to the little bell and you can set notifications to alert you when we drop new. Or you can set it for like different settings. Uh, You can have it listed for any time, sometimes, never. I would hope that if you really are enjoying listening to us, you'd want to hear us as much as you can. Yeah, set us as your ringtone, motherfucker. I'm just saying. Yes, uh, and I realized that uh, I had forgot about one on the last uh, time that we did an episode. Oh, it was about it was like is at the end of September, but it was on Twitter. Somebody had uh, sent us something, and I wanted to uh, say that you may have seen it. I'm honestly not sure since you do see the Twitter sometimes. It's from at W Summer Three. And it says, uh, shout out last call H-I-M-Y-M for supplementing my documented fourth rewatch. Been watching one to two episodes a day and documenting, rating, ranking each one. Finished season one, episode 13, and Pineapple Incident is number one so far. Keep crushing it, guys. I wonder if it's the same person. It's possible, but it's a different message, so I'm like, I'm going to read it. I know, but (laughs) how awesome would that be if it's the same summer from the other... Yeah, no, it would be. Yeah, that's very. Um, cool. I mean, we really enjoy hearing from you guys, and I mean, you might think that we're saying it just to blow smoke up your ass, but no, we really enjoy the feedback. We love hearing from you guys. 
Um, it's nice to know that game, it's actually reaching people and, and affecting people in a positive way, you know, and yeah. making them happy in some way. You know? It's nice to know. Well, and the the couple people we offended by playing the the one little thing we were doing, but I yeah. stopped that. Uh, I enjoyed playing the little bit of games, but I mean, people were fizzling out on that. But maybe I'll bring it back. Yeah, I maybe. like to keep people with us. It's true. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll post some Twitter polls and things like that. So keep keep an eye out on the Twitter page at last. No Twitter patient. No Twitter patient. Yeah, you know Twitter pitted. I know it's from Bambi. I, I get it. It's a very old reference, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a very old movie. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we are going to get into season three, episode two. We're not from here. All right. Uh, this episode debuted on October 1st of 2007, directed again by Pamela Fryman. P. Fry. Written by Chris Harris. Uh, the summary for this one reads, Ted and Barney pretend to be tourists in order to hook up with girls. Robin begins to lose the side of her she enjoys uh, while in Argentina, and Marshall struggles to write a note to Lily in case of his death. Right. So there are so many things about this episode that I absolutely love. Like yeah. little background things. Uh, there are a couple of the main parts to the story, but... We'll, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> you didn't want to jump ahead too far, huh? No, because <laughs> the one is like literally like 90 percentile at the end, but it's such a minuscule thing. But I know it comes back at a later episode, and I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's dive in. So the episode starts off with the gang at the bar. Sans Robin, though. She's Where else, there. right? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Marshall and Lily are uh, talking about how married life has been, uh, you know, in the short amount of time that they've been married. Uh, and all things that the they have, all the things that they have to write out, you know, various uh, you know documents and thank you notes and all this other stuff, including their death folders. Now, before this episode, I had never heard of a death folder. Same. You know, it's definitely not something I did when I got married. Um, <laughs> I don't know anybody who's ever done one. So I thought I'm, I am honestly curious. I, it was something I would, I would love to ask the creators where that idea came from. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it I, makes I, sense though. I mean, it really does. I was going to say, honestly, whether or not it's a made up thing for the show or it's something that people really do, it's beneficial to have yeah, something like that. Absolutely. However, I'm going to go on a, a limb to say that Lily's letter is fucking absolute trash. <laughs> yes. I and mean, we will get there, but I, I 100% agree. It is absolute trash. <laughs> uh, so we learn that they have put together all the important information uh, that the other would need in case one of them were to die suddenly, uh, including, suddenly. including a letter from them. However, Marshall freaks out because he didn't realize that he needed to include a letter. I don't know how he didn't know this. Like, did she, did Lily not? Because, like, she technically wrote something, something. Technically. Wasn't really a, a letter, but she's the one who brings it up. You know what I mean? Well, like, and that's the thing. In the like bar, she's literally the one who brings it up that is, there's this, like, nice letter to the other person. 
And yet she didn't do that. Well, and that's it. It's, it's so whoever informed them that they had to do this didn't either tell them properly or maybe it was like a like a sheet sent home with them and like put this information together. Yeah. But yeah, either way, Marshall forgets. Yeah. And then he's like, oh man, now I gotta go home and write this letter. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly though, it's kind of funny because okay, so you said you didn't do it. No. But if you were gonna write theoretically when you got married a letter to your ex now what would your letter have composed of i mean i don't know what it exactly would have composed of but i feel like it actually probably would have been similar to to marshall's especially if (laughs) especially if it was done like right right after right around the time of the marriage you know what i mean because like all those those lovey feelings are so much higher and elevated and everything at that point, you know, See, and, I feel like mine feeling those my, emotions. Mine, I feel like would still have my humor aspect to it. I mean, like, I would hope, I would hope that my humor would still come through, but <laughs> like, I'd be like, listen, I really love you. I'm sorry that I died, but whatever you do, don't touch my computer. Just give it to Josh and let him wipe the hard drive. That's fair. Don't touch my comic <laughs> books. Don't even open my jar of peanut butter and keep your hands off my Dr. Pepper. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Cancel Vogue. <laughs> Cancel Vogue. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, but as Marshall is freaking out, Ted and Barney decide they're going to hop on that train and start freaking him out even more, you know, kind of putting the idea that he might die at any moment oh, yeah. into his head. <laughs> Tell me it's not something you would do. I mean... Okay, I would 100%. Exactly, you would. <laughs> uh, I just thought it because it, I don't know if we've ever really gotten the sense throughout before or even after this that Marshall's a, that superstitious of a person. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think we ever see like he's knocking on wood, throwing salt over his shoulder, spinning around three times. Like, I feel I mean, like we don't ever see him do stuff of superstition, like that. But do you not remember the episode where he runs out of health insurance? I mean, he might not be superstitious yeah. in that aspect, but he's definitely a paranoiable person. Being paranoid that something's going to happen is one thing, but the superstition thing, where it's like, like I said, throwing the salt over your shoulder as if that is going to do something, spinning I mean, around three times. Like, I don't think that's something that they do anything with in any other episodes that I can remember. Maybe maybe not, but let me ask you this, though, to argue your point. Did anything happen to Marshall after that? I mean... Proved, proved to me it didn't work. He did get caught later. <laughs> <laughs> that was his own fault. It may have taken him 22 years, but he did get caught. <laughs> that was his own fault. That is true. That That is true. Uh, so uh, that was the opening of the episode. After the opener, we get future Ted explaining that after the breakup, Robin needed some time away. Uh, and that that's why she went off to Argentina. We flash back and finally get to see some of her time in Argentina. She's there with Gael and a bunch of other people. And she's rocking some braided beaded hair. Uh, she's very laid back, very unlike her usual kind of uptight New York self. (laughs) 
and we see Gael feeding her some fish, very similar to what we saw him do in the previous episode. So we kind of see where that that kind of came from uh, going going into that episode. Then we flash back to the present where she is showing the gang some pictures of her trip, including ones where she is topless. I love Ted's response, by the Sweet. way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, God. Are you topless in this? Ted, you got to see these without even looking up. Seen it. <laughs> I have to say, I think one of my favorite parts about this is because, like, this is when they're, like, up at the apartment still. And I love how, like... As no, they're, they're in the bar. They're in the bar. Okay. So they are... Okay. So then I'm right. Okay. So I'm right where I thought I was going to be. Okay. So I love that as they're talking about all this, he's like... She starts talking about how, like, things are kind of starting to get, like, rocky with Gael. Yeah. And they're like, Ted. And he's like, just yeah. happy she's happy. Mm-hmm. And then I love how as Gael's walking in, they're like, oh, use big words. Use big words. First off, that is a highly offensive comment to make. Because, like, so Gael can't be smart? I mean. But I do love the whole point with Ted where he's just like, I'm just. Uh, ex- I'm jub- I'm just jubilant that my paramour is jubilant. Or, yeah, my for- my few uh, oh, my former forward, paramour. Yeah, is is jubilant. and I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, so fucking great. Yeah, the writing on this show in general is is really really top notch. I think they really do a, a great job of making things flow as if it's just it's just coming off the top of their heads. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, without without any any issue there. Uh, so yeah, we got we went through all the stuff, you know, with Gael and everything. And then later that night, we see Marshall sitting down to write the letter for the death folder. It's incredibly sweet and emotional. It's even like twelve had, fucking pages, front yeah. and back. But the best part of it is when he lays the murder suspicion on Ted. Yes, <laughs> I love if that. I, if I was murdered, uh, don't don't trust anybody, exceptionally Ted. You no, know, yeah, including Ted. Including- especially ted <laughs> i love how though like like i said it's like 12 fucking pages yeah he gets it all nicely folded he puts it in the envelope oh so gently and then he's like and then yeah. it goes in i'm like what the fuck man like so here's here's another question that i have why is lily's just open on the counter or on the table it's not even like closed her death folder, you know, because like it's got like the little string oh, that yeah. it, it's just wide open. Well, and I thought about that. Why was hers open in the first well, place if she was done? I don't know because I thought about that. But then here's the real question I had though: How did Marshall think he was going to get away with fucking ripping open the envelope? Because he doesn't just like the envelope's not open. He rips the fucking thing open. Well, theoretically, okay, this is all theoretically. Uh, she shouldn't have to go back into that thing. Right, but the problem is, your account information will probably change throughout it's your life. A, yeah, well, I thought about that. So, like, she's gonna notice, dude. Like, <laughs> unless you put it back in a new envelope, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but she had written his name on the envelope. You can see his name on the envelope when he flips yeah, it over to. Rip he it. might be able to forge that. I don't. Maybe know. I, don't, I don't know. Tra- you use like Ted's Ted's like light table and <laughs> trace it. Ted comes in, he's like, what are you doing at my table? Nothing. Oh, but yeah. Architecture? 
it's one of the few moments in the show where I'm like, Marshall. Yeah. He has zero willpower at this oh, moment. At, I mean, he has zero willpower all the time. Mm. It's just really... That is true. You are right. It's just really focused on at this moment for emphasis on what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he like we said, he opens up Lily's letter and discovers that all that's in her letter <laughs> is account information and a note to cancel Vogue. But the whole thing is supposed to be account information plus a letter. Why well, yeah. is she putting the account information in the letter? Who knows? Like, it's, it, it's like, what are you doing here, Lily? I just think it's funny that she clearly thinks Marshall's going to die first. That yeah. was what I took away from the yeah. fact that there's no letter. You know, is you're that right. like, <laughs> yeah, because she felt like she didn't need to. I mean, granted, she explains why she didn't yeah. do it, but but yeah, in general, yeah, she she assumed that she would never get caught. Right, really, you know. Uh, I, I mean, she she can use the long winded excuse all she wants that sure. she couldn't picture it, but I'm sorry. Excuse me, if something happens. You're gonna want that letter in there. You could at least have written, "I, you know, I will always love you." Something, even just a little something at the end of the letter. Whitney but it's Houston just like cancel Vogue. <laughs> Thanks, Lil. What? Whitney Houston could not have said it better. <laughs> you know what? You're right. She couldn't have because I am. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so b- back at the bar, Gael is telling a story. About a shark and like how he like to battle the shark or whatever. Yeah, I. Uh, well, and he's got all these women from the bar just surrounding him, entranced by this story. Ted and Barney not impressed. Not, not by impressed it. No, Barney decides that the women are all hanging over him because he's from out of town. That that's the reason. Ted thinks it's because he's hot. Barney thinks no, no, it's because he's from out of town, and that gives him. An idea. An idea. Yeah. So we flashed outside the bar where they have decided to pretend to be out of towners to, you know, pick up some women. And I don't know if you caught this because I didn't catch it on my first watch. I caught it on the second time through. Ted starts off by telling Barney that they're going to be from a small town in the south of France. No, I don't. But that gets completely blown past as Barney instantly drops into a southern accent. (laughs) Yeah, apparently, apparently Ted's uh, Ted's whole plan was the south of France. Now, I don't know if either of them can do like a convincing French French accent for a long period of time. I have no guess. We'll Ted, never know. Ted, I could probably buy because of how pretentious he is at times. So I could see that <laughs> being a thing, <laughs> and oh. I could buy Barney being able to. Simply for the fact that he would probably have used that as like a play of some sort in the past. You know what I mean? Maybe. I could see that. So I, could, I could see it of working, but uh, it definitely does not go that route. No, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. nothing ever goes the route that it's planned in this show. No, it definitely does not. I mean, if it did, How I Met Your Mother would have only been like a season. That's true. It would have been like two episodes about the party. Uh, to impress Robin, then it would have been like two episodes about Victoria, an episode about like Zoe or not, yeah, Zoe, 
And then an episode about um, the crazy bitch at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, Was yeah. her name Janet? No. Uh, Jan- Janice? Janice? I think so. Something like oh. that. And then oh, there Jeanette. Been, like, Jeanette. 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 And then there would have been a few episodes about <laughs> Victoria, uh, Tracy, and then yeah. it would have been, like, the weddings, and then she died, and then back to Robin. There it is. Boom. One that is how I met your mother in one season. Oh, you completely left Stella off that list, by the way, which, yeah, I, think is hol- which I think is hilarious. She's important to the show. She we is talked not. about this last no, episode. No, she is important to you. No, sir. Without her, none of the rest happens. I mean, didn't we discuss? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. It all, I mean, granted, it all it starts with Robin, but she's an integral I was gonna part say, of it. Theoretically, though, you and I talked about it. Uh, he would have still at least met Victoria. Yeah, but... he would have met Victoria, but it, without Stella, there would have been no job at the at the at the university, which yeah. led to Cindy, which led to the band, which led to Tracy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all the pieces needed to happen for oh, him yeah. to get to where he he got. Just it's it's like as I still continue thinking about that conversation that we had in the last episode, it still blows my mind. Dude, you, know, you just, blew my mind. Me I blew my own mind. Watched this show thousands of times, <laughs> and I have never thought about that. Yeah, I blew my own mind <laughs> just thinking about it, and it's it's good times. I'd love to hear everybody else's thoughts on that. Granted, we you know we're we're recording this episode. Pretty early in the week, so uh, by the time you see this episode, it'll have been a full week since the last one. But True. It, it's just been two days since we recorded the last one, and uh, so it's still fresh in my mind. <laughs> but anyways, back to this one. Uh, so Ted and Barney, uh, they they find these two you know beautiful women walking down the street, and they start chatting them up, uh, and Barney says that they are from East Westerton, Missouri. I love the way he says it. Missouri. I also love that he's not wearing a suit. Yeah, yeah, he he uh, he he suits down. It's one of the few say. times he suits down <laughs> yeah. to impress a woman. Yeah, not very many times that we've seen that. No, it's like this one, the the nightclub episode, Stacy So yeah, the Stacy Keebler episode. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure if there are if there are any others. There might be. I but, mean, uh, technically, he doesn't wear a traditional suit in the St. Patrick's Day episode. But he still does wear a suit, but yeah, it's, it's green. Still suit though, so uh, I, I still count it. I mean, other Halloween episodes, like you know, yeah, but the that's slightly the, different. Yeah, I don't really count those. Does the flight suit count? Because suits in the name, <laughs> light suit up, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Barney also gives himself like this really weird name. Uh, I wrote it down. It's Ignatius Peabody Nobel. And then he just calls Ted, Ted, which I thought was hilarious. He's like, and this is my friend, Ted. Ted. And no, no last name, no nothing. Like Barney gets a full name, whereas Ted is just Ted. Ted. Uh, so then they agree to meet up the next day uh, so that the women can show them around New York. And they suggest meeting outside of McLaren's. And the girls say that that bar is lame which causes Ted to almost blow their cover trying to defend it, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, in all fairness, that's the, I mean, 
to some people, like me and you, we like hole in the wall bars, yeah. bars that we can go into, get drinks and stuff easily. But I'm sure had we had a higher class bar around here that we could have, like we like Valentine's, and Valentine's isn't a hole in the wall. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, I guess if we'd had more of like a a bar like McLaren's, maybe we would like have like those kind of establishments more. Maybe. But like for us, like. I don't know. I, I get defending my bar. Like, what, what, okay, you'll know exactly where I'm going with this. What do people say about Sonny's? That it's kind of trash. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not that bad. I've worked there. I mean, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and you can get quarter drafts. I'm just saying. <laughs> many places do that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Quarter draft night. But like, it. <laughs> It's just funny because it happens multiple times throughout the episode where Ted is almost like determined to sabotage this whole thing. Yeah, I kind of you know? noticed that too. Especially yeah. at the end. Like he could have oh, yeah. just shut the fuck up and got <clears throat> fucked at least. Yeah, he could have. I mean, Barney knows how to play this game. Ted, on the other hand, is is I, I feel like part of him doesn't actually want to do it. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was so much that or more that Ted is just, it goes back to Ted being pretentious. Yeah. Like Ted is so fucking has to be right. He's so Ted. Yeah. (laughs) Ted is so Ted. You'll get this one because this will be funny. Ted's a meathead. Yeah. Me Ted. Yep. Me Ted. (laughs) Meathead. 100%. 100% and uh it it bites him in the ass most of the time. Oh, most of the time. Yeah. But that's one of the things I find like every time I re- rewatch the show, I'm like he's so he's a self-sabotager, like mm-hmm. without a doubt. <clears throat> oh, like yeah. Barney says it best in the episode when he's explaining it to Zoe, he gets the 60 seconds to tell her the story and like he tells the entire how I met your mother story up until that point. Yeah. You know, Ted's here, Ted's there. Ted. And then he goes, Ted's a horrible closer. Yeah. And that's that's part <clears throat> of the story. The other part of it is, is that it's not so much that Ted is a horrible closer. It's just that Ted is so gung-ho on, like, this is what love is. This is what love has to be. Yeah. I don't deserve anything less than that. Yeah. That he can't sometimes be happy with what he has. Yeah, he's not willing to settle. Never. Ted is never willing to settle. Yeah. And I mean, that's not necessarily always a bad thing, but like it it causes a lot of issues for him throughout the show. A lot. So, I mean, that's just my take on it. I could be wrong, but I think it's a solid take. I like it. But uh, so then we go back inside the bar. Lily asks Robin uh, how things are going with, with Gael and Robin unconvincingly says that they're great, amazing, fantastic, and awesome. Too many adjectives. Yep, one too many. Uh, She then reveals uh, that now that she's home, she's finding herself getting more annoyed at the stuff that she used to love uh, back in Argentina, like being fed her food, which the the scene with the spaghetti I thought was was great. (laughs) I mean, it works with certain foods. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's it's the way he does it though, because it's mm-hmm. not just the 
being fed. Yeah, he could have used a fork and you know and actually just fed her like normal yeah, person would. But like he uses his hands. There's the taste your food. Yeah. Experience your food. Like you're not feeding me fucking grapes. This right? isn't Rome. It's like I can experience my food with a damn fork, sir. <laughs> like it doesn't need to be that messy. Like, come on, man. It's spaghetti. I'm just saying. Uh they spont- it to me. Yeah. Uh spontaneous sex when uh when he shoves everything off the table. That's another thing that she does not yeah. care for anymore. But her laptop was on there. Yeah, man, I'd be pissed too. Like, you gonna you, you and your jobless ass gonna buy me a new laptop? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> is your windsurfing career gonna get me a new laptop i don't <sighs> think so i mean it might i mean i doubt it but what uh, if first prize in the windsurfing contest was a brand new laptop i mean if that's the case then i hope he gives it to her i'm just saying and then the fact that uh she's still finding sand everywhere which yeah i i agree man sand is a bitch it gets everywhere. i mean you're not wrong sand is a very annoying thing yeah 100 percent uh, or maybe 83%. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Robin, you know, she she's refusing to kind of go back to that person that she used to be. You know, she she doesn't want to go back to the Robin of old days. She wants to hold on to some of that of that vacation Robin, as, as it, she turns out to call her, uh, which I get. You know, she she found a different sort of happiness down there. Yeah, and and I get you want to hold on to that, but you know it's not always going to work. And uh, as we see, we flash to her in the shower. Someone comes in, uses the toilet. Listen, I mentioned this the last time, and you I was did. like, I was I don't exactly remember what I said, <laughs> but I I know that I still stand by the fact that like even for him to have went in there, yeah, that's a ballsy thing. Like, oh yeah, I mean you can tell e- even when she when she thought it was Gael. She was still uncomfortable with it, but she was trying to be laid back about yeah. it. Yeah. And then she opens up the curtain, <coughs> and it's some random Australian some dude. Some random dude with an Australian accent. Yeah. Crikey. And he's, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll join you. <laughs> I mean, he got to see some titties. Dude, he did. He probably saw the whole thing. I mean. Oh, man. Real in, in reality, he probably would have saw she's the whole thing. She's pretty hot still during the season, too. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's hot throughout the whole thing, but yeah, no, I get it. Uh, she goes uh, out into the living room. She obviously she puts you know a robe on, but robe on, she, yeah. she goes out into the living room to find a bunch of strangers out there with Gael, and he says that he's met some travelers and they will be staying with them indefinitely indefinitely which obviously does not sit well with robin um i gotta say she's got a heck of a lot more composure than i would have had in that situation well here's the real question where does he meet them yeah i don't know he says like you know these random travelers but like where the fuck was he well and that's what i'm saying like history has shown that usually picking up travelers off the side of the road goes one of two ways either you get mugged you or like you could end up dead because when I think of traveling people, I think of the Manson like cult. So I'm like, I see a bunch of people traveling together. You best bet I ain't picking their ass up. Uh uh-uh, uh, fuck that shit. Problem is, Gael was kind of one of those types of people, you know, himself. 
Yeah, but he really? met her on vacation. Like, yeah, but he and he is, was obviously more than willing to just pack up and leave Argentina and go to New York. True. I mean, you're you know not what wrong. I mean. Like, he seems like he would be he would fit in very well with these just random traveling people, just kind of nomads going from place to place. You know? It's just crazy, man. It's it's <clears throat> it's ballsy. And Especially I'll be honest, it's not your apartment. No, yeah, absolutely. I'll be honest. In the end, he probably goes with them. We don't actually know, but he probably does. And then they all run into the Manson cult, and they all (laughs) get what's coming to them. They all disappear. They all disappear. They all disappear. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, so then we go back to the apartment. Lily asks Marshall to sign a thank you note for uh, his or her cousin, one of their cousins, who got them a, a blender. And he gets real passive aggressive about it because she writes like this long message on both sides because he he's still pissed about the the whole letter thing or the lack thereof, I should say. Uh, And he eventually spills the beans that he peeked at the letter and they get into the small argument, which uh, Lily says is their first fight as a married couple. And then Marshall walks out. Yeah, but I love that before he walks out, though, he's like. Oh, and he gives her like a hug yeah. and then just cold stops and he's like, and out the door. It's true. Okay, so I found out some interesting stuff uh, that kind of ties in with this that I want to I want to kind of let you know about. Okay. So Lily's statement that the argument about the letters in the death folder, she, she states that this is her their first fight as a married couple, but that is uh, inconsistent with certain things that happen outside of the show. It's it's consistent with what they call the, the canonical episodes in the series. Okay. So everything that you would watch if you were just watching the episodes, it, it, it fits because we never saw them fight before this. Apparently, though, however, it is contradicted in uh, Lily and Marshall's honeymoon videos, which are first shown uh, were first shown on uh, a website called MarshallandLilyWedding.com and later compiled onto the season three DVD, which I should have watched. I have the DVD. I didn't, I should have seen what they looked like, but um, so apparently Lily and Marshall are seen fighting several times due to situations result uh, revolving around the honeymoon plans to Scotland and Marshall's obsessive uh, obsession with foregoing these plans to remain at Loch Ness to keep a lookout for Nessie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it says that sounds uh, like something Marshall would do. Oh, 100%. And then it says uh since the honeymoon took place immediately after the wedding reception cuz we saw them drive off uh and the events in we're not from here take place well after their return to New York chronologically th- the arguments in Scotland would qualify as their first fight as a married couple or at least predate the argument over the letters. So it's kind of interesting. Eh? Uh, you know, stuff, you know, little added stuff. There's really not a lot of like del- quote unquote deleted scenes and th- in extra stuff for this show. It's one of those few times where they have little extra something uh, to go on with the show. So I don't know. Thought it was something interesting to, to kind of cool, point though. out. Yeah. And I honestly, I didn't, I didn't look to see, but I'm curious if that website is still functional, you know, uh, I'm going to click on it see if it is. Nope. It is not functional. <laughs> I tried, guys. I'm sorry. You know, it's been 15 years. Not everything's going to stick around. You know yeah, who else tried, guys? Who tried? Jeffrey Dahmer. He did try. 
go go watch that show. It's on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> we then head over to Ted and Barney, who are uh, being shown around by these two women, and all the of, of all the places that they could take them, they go to this restaurant called Tater Skins. Now, I'll be honest, I would go to that restaurant. Oh yeah, you know. But Ted, Mister Teddy Boy, Mister Mister Meat Ted, is not impressed. Uh, you know, his snobby New Yorker side is definitely coming out more uh, here. So, Bar- Barney's totally into it, though. Yeah. You know, he's not letting anything bother him when it comes to this. You know, he knows what the end goal is. So, well, here's my thing that really pisses me off about this. Who is Ted to shit on a restaurant? Like, yeah. first off, you're supposed to be acting like you're from out of town. Yeah. Did you play expect- the part? Right? Like, I'm sorry. Somebody from Missouri would love a place like Tater Skins. Yeah, First absolutely. Off. Second off, I guarantee you the food at Tater Skins is far better than any other fucking place you're going to go. Because that seems like one of those little, like, diners that, like, they said there's, like, 57. Um, <laughs> 57 items or something? Yeah, yeah. Or No, no, no. 57 locations. Oh, locations? was what? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, because he said this... I bet this is the best one, best of the 57 locations. Yeah, sarcastically. So I'm, I'm sure that that yeah. means like they're good at what they do if they're all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I, I assumed it was um, kind of in the vein of like a, like a Buffalo Wild Wings type of place. I can see that. That's just kind of like the, the, the type of restaurant that I assumed it was. But hey, either way, I mean. Sounds cool. I want to check it out. I'm always down for some potato skins. Yeah, t- t- tater skins. Me, they better specialize in potato skins, and I'd love to check out a place like that, man. You could get all different varieties of potato skins. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. See what you can do with it. I just realized that now that I have an air fryer, I can bake a potato in my air fryer. <laughs> yes, you can. I bet you the potato skins would come out fucking amazing. <laughs> Keep a lookout, folks, for John's <laughs> Cooking Corner. <laughs> like, we're talking about potato skins, and I'm like, I could air fry potato skins. I could bake a potato and hollow it and then rebake the skins. You could. Folks, let us know your favorite toppings for potato skins. <laughs> At last call, H I M Y M. Sour let cream, bacon, cheese. Mm, yeah, man. Throw a little, yeah, throw a little chive on top. Baller. Mm. Yum yum, tum tum. The, the kids would say, "Fucking mint, fucking mint." <laughs> uh, so back at Robin's place, she lays down some rules. Uh, so she no, calls them something no, else. I was gonna say they're yeah. not rules; they are a guide Harmo- to harmonious to harmonious living. Yeah, uh, which includes uh, you know like where to go pee. You know, not in the kitchen sink. Listen, first in off, the toilet. You don't piss in the kitchen sink, bro. <laughs> you don't, man. I mean, there's dishes in there. I'm gonna admit, it, you know, I've been drunk and peed in the sink before. <laughs> it has I mean, happened. I mean, in the one house we lived in, we had no choice. I mean, that is also true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that wasn't the kitchen sink. That that was the, the was bathroom, bathroom sink. sink. You're right. It makes it so much. Better. <laughs> uh, an, another guideline was that uh, marijuana is illegal, or at least it was at that time. Uh, and <laughs> and then she reveals because you had mentioned this too yesterday yeah, yeah. for uh, last episode that she accidentally ate a weed muffin right before going to work, and her line he's like, 
saying this just in look at my hand how weird is my hand is not an appropriate thing to say on air (laughs) i love that but let's go because i don't think it's happened yet where she does the uh or is it season one what where she does all the what can i get away with saying on airs is that season one did we do that episode i guess is the question I, we've watched this. Be. We've watched this show so many times. I think it has happened already. Yes. 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 Because Ted was on the date, and then he's like, uh, "But I, I have data on my phone now." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So she's said worse things on air before. I mean, that's true. That's true. Uh, though I would have loved to have seen that news broadcast. <laughs> I mean, that would have been hilarious to see. Just uh, newscasts are like, look at my hand. How weird is my hand? <laughs> like, yo, them motherfuckers, hi. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. No, 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 Josh, it's the floating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were pulling a Ricky Bobby, but now I got No, you. no, that would be like. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, and. You know, she goes through all this stuff, and it doesn't seem like anybody, including Gael, was even listening. No, to they didn't give a shit. And I can understand like these random ass people because why would they really care? I mean, really. But Gael should care at least a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, they're essentially dating at this point. Yeah, he should at least be like paying attention to what she's saying, listening to her. I love how though that as she like tells them all this, she's like, I now have to go lay down. <laughs> Because I'm still baked. I'm still pretty baked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we go back over to Ted and Barney. Uh, and them and the two girls are all in the cab headed over to uh, a party. And Ted realizes that they're heading in an odd direction. And it's revealed that they are headed toward the South Bronx, uh, which worries Ted quite a bit as he thinks it's you know very dangerous. They can get killed out there uh, at this time of night. Then we suddenly flash to later after they have apparently been beaten up and mugged and the cops are all there and everything. Uh, Ted suggests that they just get out of there. But Barney wants to see this thing through, man. Yeah, he wants to turn the night around still. Yeah. Or or, or the girls. He'll turn one of them around. Yes. He is very optimistic that they can still salvage this. Uh, Especially because, you know, after everything that happened, that means... Thank God we're alive, sex. Thank God we're alive, sex. That's right. Uh, so Ted agrees to stick it out. You know, he's like, "Okay, we've I've gone this far. Let's 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 do this." Uh, and the women are definitely re- ready to bone. Oh yeah, they are in, man. But then they reveal that they are not, in fact, from New York, but they are actually from New Jersey. New saying, Jersey. It's pretty much New York. No. I will agree with Ted on this one. It is not pretty much New York. It sets Ted off, causing him to completely spill the beans about everything that they were doing. And he trashes New Jersey in the meantime. Um, This not only bites them in the ass with the ladies, but also with the cops that they asked for a ride home. Yeah, because the one cop's from Newark. Yep, born and raised. Uh, And this is the very first mention of Ted's complete and utter disdain for New Jersey. Yes. But I love that this kind of opens the door 
Because nothing will ever beat the New Jersey, New York argument that he has with Stella. Yeah. Because that spawned one of my favorite lines. And that is when Stella's like, you know who else was from Jersey? Frank Sinatra. And he's like, but he wasn't singing about Jersey, was he? He didn't sing Sakakis, Sakakis. He was singing about New York. He wasn't singing Sakakis, Sakakis. Yeah, that's that's my favorite line. It's a a great one. Yeah. Every time I watch that episode, it cracks me up when he says that. I love that. I, I realize, though, there's so many fun things I love about that episode. Like Marshall realizing that he likes being in Jersey because things are a little mm-hmm. bit bigger. It's not the city. <clears throat> it's more like home to him. Yeah, it's more like home for him. Yeah. You know, Barney's trying to get the high five, high five and it yep. won't go down until it gets what it deserves. Yep. You know, there's the huge argument about Jersey versus the city. Mm-hmm. And like, a good episode. I think uh, that's next season, I believe. Yeah. I think it's season four. So. Uh, I'm actually excited to to, to get no, to that one. No, no, it's this season. No, because I don't think Stella comes in until season four. Pretty sure. Pretty. No, sure. she comes in this season because he's got the butterfly tattoo. Yeah, but I I think it takes him some time for that. But huh, I don't know. I'm, I'm we'll Googling we'll it. get there. We'll, 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 you know, eventually we'll get there no matter what. But uh, so back at the apartment, Marshall uh, isn't giving in on this fight saying, he's surprised that she hasn't apologized yet. Like he still thinks he's completely in the right here. uh, No matter what. And so they get into it. And Lily says that she just can't, this is where she reveals the reason she says she can't bear the thought uh, of not being with him. And that's why she couldn't write the letter. I still feel like that's a cop out though. I I agree. Cause she could have at, like I said before, she could have at the minimum, just signed it with an I love you something, you know, even just the littlest thing to make it not so cold. But she doesn't bother to do any of that. No, I mean, not any of it, though. Like, there's not even like a Marshall. (laughs) I loved you. I can't believe you're gone. Yeah, nothing. It's just here's some accounts and cancel Vogue. That's it. Uh, And so he promises not to open the like if she writes a letter, he promises to not open it. She agrees to write one, and Marshall requests some dirty stuff and some Polaroids. Some dirty po- uh, I love that he requests Polaroids, though, because that's yeah. a total guy move. That's true. Now, kids, Polaroids are an old type of photography where it was an instant print uh, out of the camera. I do think that they have brought them back, so maybe some of the Gen Zers know what a Polaroid is, like the <laughs> super young ones. But uh, that's what a Polaroid is. And they were pretty cool. Uh, I, I enjoyed them back in the day. So the burrito. one thing that I love <laughs> about this, and there's something in the scene that comes back later on, and I love <clears> it. <throat> Did you notice the newspaper clipping behind Marshall as he's sitting at the desk? We haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, you're right. No, this is yeah. just when, never mind. Yeah, I have. I do have that in my notes, though. But yeah, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Uh, so then we head over to Robin's place. She gets out of bed. Uh, after hearing some bongos and she goes out and she sees her past self, you know, all complete with the braided, uh, the beaded braids and shell necklace and everything. And and she's questioning her choices since returning to Argentina. Uh, Robin realizes that this version of her sucks. And it's, it, this isn't the real her. And then they almost make out uh, with one another. And then she <laughs> suddenly wakes up. Uh, as it was all a dream, 
But there's still bongos playing. You still hear the noise. And she goes out into the living room and sees a huge bongo circle. She, there's all these people out there just drumming in the middle of the night. And she just she gets pissed off and tells everybody to leave. Uh, and when they don't leave, when they don't listen to her, she goes back into her room and gets her gun <laughs> and runs them the hell out of the apartment. <laughs> Which I was like, there's the good old Canadian gun toting Robin that we yep. know and love. And it's no. a fucking big gun, too. Yeah, man. Also, episode 13 of this season. That's where she comes in. That's where Stella comes in. Starts when, the 10 sessions. When is the, the New Jersey episode? I think it's called I Heart uh, New Jersey. I I'm going to assume that's season four. Yeah. So maybe that was why I was thinking. Because I think, yeah, I think she she goes through a couple of seasons. I think that's the whole the whole thing of that. But um, So then Gael wakes up. And they have a little talk, and it she ends the relationship there. Um, and she ends up returning to her to the Robin that you know she once was. And like I said, I I think that Gael most likely left with those people. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he's gone from that point pretty much. You don't see him again. Yeah, we. And I mean, she she pretty much scared them all out with that gun. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, like. He's the kind of guy who would be like, okay, on to my next adventure. Let, let's go hang out with these weird traveling people. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? You know, it's probably feeding them spaghetti and banging them on random tables. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so then we we uh, we go over to the bar. Barney toasts to the return of Robin, uh, and they talk about how she had another dream with Vacation Robin, which, uh, you know, kind of turns Barney on. and. It made me wonder, is this like the beginning of that awakening of her like lesbian side that we see here and there throughout the show? Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Because like she got real like in that first shot, that first scene that we saw, you know, real close to making out with herself. And then she said that they do some stuff in her dreams now. Yeah. She's having this dream more and more. Like, yeah, we did some stuff. It got freaky. Yeah. (laughs) She vacation Robin knows just what I like. So I mean, it's who like knows you better than yourself. Exactly. You know, so it makes me wonder if like it, this kind of was like that opening for her. You Maybe. know, I don't know. I thought, thought, thought it was kind of a, an interesting little because they, they don't really make a big deal about it. It's just kind of there. But, You're correct. They really yeah. don't. It's kind of hushed after that. Yeah. Uh, and so then back at the apartment, Lily has finished her letter and makes Marshall promise that he won't open it until she's dead. And then 22 years later in the year 2029, it's only uh, seven years from now. Yeah. uh, He opens the letter. We are made to believe at this point, we are made to believe that Lily has passed away. Because future Ted's telling it at this point. He's like, you know, your uncle Marshall didn't open that letter until one fateful day. And like, yeah. And so he, he opens it, he reads the letter and it's like, Busted. busted i knew you wouldn't that you couldn't wait or you wouldn't listen or whatever the hell she said but yeah starts off with busted says that he sucks <laughs> and then she comes walking in she's still alive well he calls her in. yeah he's like he's, really? like he's like i suck come on you do suck yeah I, absolutely and she never left the naked pictures, John. No, and I. This is where I start to love this because, like, she. He's like, well, I noticed there's no pictures in here, and she's like, fine, I'll go take some. He's like, well, I don't want them now. 
Yeah. And it starts the fight, and yeah. then they walk out of the room. Yeah. But yeah, so you notice the newspaper though that's in the background, right? Yes, yes. I wrote a little note in here. It says in this scene, Marshall has a newspaper clipping in his office that reads New York City lawyer captures Nessie. Yes. Yeah. I that thought that comes was back later on. Does it? Yeah. It comes back when he's uh senator, Senator Marshall. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I fucking love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, we're gonna be we're gonna be getting more and more of these future scenes, uh, a, a, as the show goes forward. Which yeah, th- there's some really good ones throughout the show. There are, and I mean, it really starts to you get the flash forwards a lot more starting next season. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're always phenomenal. That's true. So, uh, so that wraps up uh, season three, episode two. We're not from here. Not uh, from John, here. What are your overall thoughts on this episode? I mean, <laughs> Gael is not one of my favorite side characters. No, so I'm glad episode... that he, I'm glad that he's only in these two episodes. Right? Yeah, but, you know, but it really kind of sours the taste because I feel like. I know you're not meant to like him. Like he's not one of those characters that comes into the show that you root for. Mm-hmm. Like you root for Victoria. The moment you meet her, you're like, yeah. I don't care if she's not the mother. This woman is amazing. It's true. He, him. I'm like, eh, it's Gael. I mean, we get, we get a couple of people like that for her. Like Kevin. Like I really liked Kevin. Yeah. I think yeah. Kevin is, a really funny addition to the show. Yeah. And I always love uh the actor. Yeah. I can never remember his name. I Kel- just know him as Kelpen. Kelpen, that's a yeah. Yeah. I liked him. I thought that they like they could have gone places, but it was so late in the show that you knew like it, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen. Other things are other things are coming. But all it right, folks. It, but oh, go ahead. sorry, no, no. I was just gonna say overall though, I think it's not a horrible episode. Yeah. I just think it's not one of the ones that I'm like, oh my god, yeah. like this is one of those ones I'll watch a hundred times. That's true. It's funny because like this, you know, it's kind of like a, eh, it's okay, it's a, you know, it's a decent episode. Whereas like the first episode of the season, I thought was really good, and the next episode is really good. Oh yeah, you know, and so you just kind of get this lull here between these, you know, well, within these. The three next episodes. one makes me laugh on so many levels, and I yeah. forgot about it until I watched it tonight. It's so Before well we started done. recording it, I was like, yeah. oh, man, yeah. Yeah, it's so well done. Um, but, yeah, so that brings us to uh, this special part of the episode, and that is time for Barney's, Barney's Blog. Suit up, bitches. That's right. So uh, for this edition of Barney's Blog, we have ourselves essentially a Mad Lib. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go through John, and I'm gonna ask you all the things that are needed. Okay. Fill in this. Little make, make sure you have them written down so you can fill this in. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be uh, typing them in as we go. Okay. Uh, okay. So a real first name. Yeah. <laughs> Shane. Ooh, interesting. Okay. A bird of prey. Vulture. Oh, a vulture. Okay. I like that one. I was going to say a raven, but vulture just seems more predatory. I th- And I, I'll be honest, I think it'll sound better with what this is. Uh, a compass direction. 
Northwest. Ooh. Okay. Got it. Kanye and Kim's kid. Got a little different in there. A biblical locale. Jerusalem. Ooh. If I can spell that right, it really matter. <laughs> as long as you can understand it when you get to it. That's true. I was say it doesn't really matter. Uh, a midwestern or rectangular shaped state. Idaho. Okay. Okay. Idaho and <laughs> Udaho. Uh, a woodland creature. A fox. Ooh, okay. Uh, a time of day. <laughs> Noon. Works. Uh, a three-letter male name. Tim. There we go. Uh, a diabetic dessert. These are so very specific, and I love it. I don't understand. Uh, like, so it had to be. Oh, like... so like a dessert that somebody who's diabetic could eat. Jello. Okay. I got nothing else, man. Sure. Why not? There's always room for jello. <laughs> There's always room for jello. Uh, a tree species. Um, willow. Ooh. Uh, let's see. A color. Blue. <laughs> a vegetable. Carrot. <laughs> These are so fucking weird. I know. That's what I'm loving. A flower type. Lilacs. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. A dangerous animal. A cougar. A cougar? <laughs> it's a cougar, my friend. I don't know why a cougar, but... <laughs> A body of water. Lake Erie. <laughs> That's going to be a weird one, but I'll put it in there. Uh, let's see. Uh, an American sedan. Chevy. Chevy what? Oh, it's got to be like a, a very specific? Yeah, a sedan specifically. What? No, okay, so what is a sedan? A sedan like, a, like, a, like, a, like a basic four-door car. Ooh, uh, let's go with um, a Chevy Impala. Okay. Uh, an American president. JFK. A piece of furniture. An armoire. Cool, all right. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just going with the first thing that pops into my head, man. <laughs> a barnyard animal. A cow. Uh, a season. Fall. And a celestial body. An angel. No, I think it's like like space. Like, oh. celest- like that kind of thing. Like I, I got nothing. Like Take something like a you know something in space. The Milky Way? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, now that is all set. So this Barney's blog is titled Just Visiting. Uh, It was written Saturday, September 29th of 2007. So it was written uh, two days before the episode would have dropped. Mm. Like, according to this. 
So it says, if you can stomach walking around dressed like someone's dad, pretending to be a tourist in your own hometown is a great way to score chicks. If you All you need is a map, a fanny pack, and a brand new identity. I can't help with the first two, but I can certainly help you create a believable backstory that promises to turn your waning local love life into a fiery, no-strings-attached romp. Sorry, no time to stick around. You've got a flight to catch. And the Mad Lib is your background. Oh, boy. So, uh, here we go. All courtesy of John's brain. (laughs) Hi, I'm Shane Vulture. I'm from Northwest Jerusalem, Idaho. (laughs) Go fighting foxes. Yep, it's a great place to grow up. Walking down Main Street at noon and dropping in at Tim's for some homemade jello. Well, it makes my eyes water and my tummy grumble just thinking about it. Yes, sirree. From time to time, I like to check in on old Mrs. Willow, bless her heart, and her prize-winning blue carrots. My high school sweetheart, Lilac, and I used to neck neck up on Cougar Lake Erie Point. (laughs) Thought we'd get married, but the good Lord had other plans for her in, in the form of a Chevy Impala losing control around JFK's curve. After That's she, really funny. Yeah. After she passed, I took up armoire whittling to ease <laughs> the pain. But golly, I sure don't meet many ladies in that line of work, especially not one as pretty as you. Gosh, you're prettier than a cow on a fall day glistening <laughs> in the Milky Way shine. And, <laughs> and there you're, you have it, folks. That is That's... your your uh, Mad Lib <laughs> for uh, this interesting uh, very interesting backstory. Fuck. Uh, there was one uh, note slash trivia that was attached to this, and it said uh, uh, Barney previously used a pre-written letter and blanks to fill in during Ted Mosby uh, architect to explain leaving Anna's apartment. So I thought it was funny that yeah yeah we we saw that we saw him pull out the letter and fill that out um, when he was using Ted's name. Yep. Uh, and and now we we get another letter here, which I thought was kind of kind of neat. That's so. not you, Ted. <laughs> Who's Barney? Yeah. Who's Barney? <laughs> so uh yeah, folks, that right there is this week's episode of Last Call at McLaren's. Uh John, you got anything left for them? If not, let them know where they can find you. People, you know where to find me. Hop on over to Twitter. It's simply saying J1. Check out my podcast. Check out my blog. And check out this guy. He's got some great content for you here and there. Uh, You should definitely check on his content over at Merc with a Movie Blog, which you are at on his YouTube page if you're watching us. If you're not, you need to hop on over to his websites and his blogs and stuff. You need to check out his movie reviews and his comic reviews and all his reviews. You need to check out his trailer reactions. This dude has content. He is an amazing fucking motherfucker. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Uh, and by the time this episode airs, you can go and check out this guy's movie review of The Monsters over on MerkWithMovieBlog.com. You yeah. should check that out. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. As well as right here on Merk with Movie Blog. That's at Movie Blog Merk on Twitter. Uh, as well as like 
Instagram and that kind of jazz. Uh, but if you are watching this on YouTube, you are watching on the Merc of the Movie blog YouTube channel. Be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell, wherever it is, so you're always notified when we drop new episodes. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, podcast form, if you're on, say, Anchor, you can head over there and leave us a voice message, and we would gladly listen to that, play it on air, talk about whatever it is you have to say. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review. You know, Let us know, uh, you know what your thoughts are, and we'll read that out on air as well, as we did at the beginning of this episode. Yes. And uh, also, be sure to check us out on Twitter at Last Call, H-I-M-I-M, actually on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget the Instagram. And Facebook. Patreon. Yes, yeah, and Patreon at last any, call. Any platform we have for last cause, last call, H I M Y M. That's right. So be sure to check us out there. Leave us your thoughts on everything. I want to know what are your favorite toppings on a bake on a, on a, a potato. <laughs> you were gonna skin. say on a pizza. Oh no, I was gonna say a baked potato is what I was gonna oh, say. Oh, I mean even better. But on a on a potato skin, let's yes. know your favorite toppings. That on that is this week's <laughs> game. Favorite sure. toppings on a potato skin. Yeah, and go. go and go uh but yeah so i think that's about all i got for him uh what do you got for him man got a joke to end today oh how do you make a trip around the solar system how you plan it <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you don't have to go home but you can't listen here catch you next time